One, two, one, two, poo. Hey, everybody, welcome to Wrestle Review. It's Melina this week, so let's all get sad for this poor woman's ritualistic abuse at the hands of a variety of billionaires. Uh, so here's what we'll say. My name is Dylan God and... My name is John Colon Hastings. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we are, of course, this week talking about, as mentioned, Melina Perez. Her childhood was... A dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. Here's how you know it's going to be well, bad. Actually, not a dumpster fire. It seemed like she came from a nice family, I should say, and a lot of people can't say that. Well, yeah, they tried to improve their situation. She was from the high desert of California, so right there in 1979. So this is like the high desert was doing meth in the 70s. It was break- Yeah, baby. It was breaking bad before Jesse Pinkman had smartphones. You know what I'm saying? Yes, he loved the Pinkman. Meet the Stinkman. <laughs> Uh, her brother was born uh, when her mother was 15, and yep. Melina was born when her, brother, her mother was 19. YOLO. The family, the family moved a considerable amount during her childhood because her parents were keen to improve the child's upbringing and get out of the bad neighborhoods they could initially afford to live in. Yep. Uh, Melina states she was unaware that they were stretched financially, but in retrospect, she can see it. She says her father would wait until everyone else in the family had eaten until he did, which is now um, he uh, realizes because he wanted to ensure his kids ate enough food. She described herself as a tomboy growing up, never wearing skirts or dresses until later in the WWE when her confidence grew and she embraced her femininity. She also states that she was a wrestling fan growing up, uh, something other girls found weird, asking her, uh, why she wouldn't get into more conventionally lady pursuits like dresses or making me a fucking pie. That's uh, Boom! Dylan wrote that, by the way. I but feel, then that goes I feel against... that a woman can do whatever she wants, unlike... Um, yeah, she can do whatever she wants as long as she wants to suck my dick. <laughs> Dylan Steven Crowder got, everybody. Ooh, I don't know who that is. Another all right guy. I looked at a bunch oh, of sick. all right guys to call you. Hey, everyone, it's Gavin Dylan Gott McInnes. I feel like half Dylan of the what? hits that alt right people get are just people trying to make fun of the alt right. And then you spread their message. Like, there's a bunch of, I've told this uh, before, but there's a bunch of comedians with jokes about Jordan Peterson. And I think that most people know who Jordan Peterson is because of those comedians. Yeah, because of making fun of him. Yeah. Yeah. That's dumb. We should just be like, who's that? I don't uh, know, some fucking loser. Uh, Melina. Uh, Melina, there had to be at some point where she realized she had nice jugs because uh, she wins the Hawaiian Tropic pa- uh, Anaheim pageant. <laughs> She's a. Uh, this is weird because Hawaiian Tropic, which as a kid I remember being like. Kind of like a losery old man contest where it's like, and she's in a bikini. Also, she's your daughter's age. Isn't that good? <laughs> it was it was the Hooters of contests. Exactly. And then she wins the Bridal Show USA, which seemingly is like, wouldn't you make a radiant daughter? Uh, I remember the first time I ever went to a Hooters, one of my friends was Tell nervous because he's like, what if one of them, what if it's like a strip club? And I'm like, it's not a strip club. We're 13 and it's the middle of the day. Oh, he knocked over a plate of chicken wings under the ground and a hot lady had to pick it up. Strippers, uh, by the <laughs> way, I felt were happier in their lives than... Um, Hooters waitresses? Hooters, of course. Wait- Hooters waitresses, because they were like... It's well, the same... You know what it is, weirdly? It's the same thing. Also, there's other places you could go, like... We went to a, a go-go dancing bar in New York where women were just on top of the bar dancing... And then you, if you wanted to, stuck a dollar in their G-string. And it was honestly way, I felt way more socially acceptable than a Hooters. Because a Hooters is just like, check out these chicks' jugs. Also, don't fucking tip them. <laughs> yeah. 
Check out these not people. My name's Rick. Do you want a Coors Light, a Miller Light, or you do want to suck my dick? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we got whiskey. I made, I poured some rubbing alcohol and Listerine and put it in my tub. Um, I was greatest moment of my life was we were in LA with a bunch of friends of mine. My friend Chris Martin is like, let's go have fun. We'll go to Jumbo's Clown Room. It's like a hipster strip club. Like, it's really cool vibes. Yeah. And then. Uh, and he's, and like a couple people were like, I'm not really a strip club person. One of my friend's wives was like, I don't really feel like going to a strip club. I don't like them. And uh, Bitch! <laughs> that's how Dylan was there and yelled that in her face. Bitch! <laughs> and then we walked into it and it's just a strip club. And she's like, it's just a strip club. And he's like, no, but there's like no cover. And I was like, oh, the idea that's of sick. what a strip club is and isn't is very different. That's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, if you pay cover, something creepy is going to happen. If you go to, like, this is how you know something creepy is going to happen, is if you go, I want to get a lap dance, and you go upstairs, and they charge you another fee to be in that room, you have to explicitly say to the stripper, I'm not paying for sex. Did you, yeah, like when we went to that strip club and you had to go to the S&M room? Where they were like, do you want to go to the S&M room? And I was like, no, (laughs) I don't want to pay more money and then get beat up by a Russian man. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't want to eat you. I don't want to get drunk and then forget how many dances I've paid for and be like, well, looks like I'm taking a beating. Someone that we know that I'll tell you off podcast got addicted to strip clubs and he spent $2,500 in one Saturday at a strip club. And then yeah. I was like, I have a problem. I'm going to have one last hurrah. And then he spent three grand in a strip club. Cool. $5,500 in one peeler. That's not surprising to me. That's crazy. If you get drunk and forget... Like, if you're at a lap dance, I'm not saying every person would do this. But you're saying you would do this. But some people will do this where they would get drunk and then, like, you know what I mean? You're so drunk and you're in a strip club, so you, like, half pass out. And then the dancer just sits there and watches you be passed out and goes, you you were sleeping for an hour. (laughs) And just charges you two Gs. Has that happened to someone you know? Uh, no. Has that happened to you because you know yourself? No, but it's happened where the guy was drunk and then just kept talking to her on his bachelor party and, you know, the guys go, we'll pay for everything. And then, like, six guys on a bachelor party paid $400 each so this guy could talk to a stripper. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) That's, I've heard that story, like, many times. Where it's like, we got everything. All right, I'm going to pay for sex with two women. And they're going to be strippers, so it's going to take... Quite a bit of money. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why I didn't have a bachelor party for a variety of reasons. Yeah. My life in many ways was a bachelor party for quite some years. Of It's just like, we can do whatever we want. There's no rules. Yeah. Bachelor parties are for people that work uh, 40 hours a week at a job that they don't like. A friend of mine went to a bachelor party at a cottage and he got there and there was this guy unloading stuff and he's like, oh, they got a keg. Nope. They'd f- called a medical warehouse and gotten big canisters of nitrous. That's great. Yeah, exactly. This is for we're doing fucking. Oh, what the fuck are those called? Poppers. That's bachelor parties are explicitly for people who will love to get fucked up because you know what I mean. Like if you have kids and a wife, one hundred percent you're having a bachelor party. I love it. When in reality, all you should do is probably just like play some video games and have a nap. Just break up. (laughs) Don't have a bachelor party. Leave. Um, So. Melina Perez starts wrestling in 2001. Uh, she, she immediately uh, well, no, immediately yeah, goes into WWE because she was on Tough Enough 3. YOLO. Yeah. Is Tough Enough 3 the one where Triple H just goes and makes the weirdest comments to them in the ring wearing very high-waisted jeans? 
I mean, that's his whole career. <laughs> you, you remember when he wore a leather jacket with a jean vest over top of, of it? Of course. <laughs> or no, was it the opposite? No, no, it was leather jacket, uh, jean, jean vest, vest over top, top of with it? a backwards leather Kangol hat. It's yeah. Like, only a wrestler could wear that on television. Anyone else would be like, what the fuck are you wearing? Have you met my friend? I'm a five times biker. <laughs> Have you met my friend Paul Harrison who still is rocking that look hardcore? I mean, that's fine. Yeah, man. Because I saw Paul at the wedding and he was wearing one jacket. Yeah, he was wearing one jacket. He wasn't wearing like a suit jacket with a jean jacket over top and then a, Just a leopard print hat. Hot leather jacket, hot leather yeah. vest underneath. Yeah. Black cowboy boot. He brought a suit and then I saw those cowboy boots and I went, no. <laughs> you got to wear those to the wedding. And then he was like, they don't go with a suit. And I was like, well, then the suit's got to go, my friend. <laughs> Buddy, I would wear cowboy. I'm going to wear that cowboy boots bolo tie. That's oh, my, my God. Next you should thing. start wearing with cowboy a boots. fucking 10 gallon hat. Because you do like an outfit as well. You're a man who loves an outfit. 10-gallon hat, handing my coat to the nearest minority, I see. Cool. <laughs> uh, here you go. <laughs> Are you Polish? No, here you go. <laughs> she was eliminated from the first episode, uh, and after she was eliminated from the contest, Al Snow encouraged her to keep trying to pursue her dream as a wrestler, Ooh. which is the only time anyone said anything positive of Al Snow. Oh, by the way, right after he did that, he then said, I got a diarrhea in your vagina. <laughs> Al Snow seems like a good guy. He seems like he played. I disagree. Played by the rules? Al Snow does not seem like a good guy. Al Why not? Al Snow seems like a guy that has rigidity in his life because any type of improvisation would end in people finding all the quote-unquote dolls' heads he has in a crawl space. <laughs> like, let's put it this way. Gerald Briscoe was keeping an eye on Al Snow throughout most of his career. Really? I guarantee you every once in a while, Al, you're uh, stepping out of line. And if you do it again... Oh, fucking make sure your family knows. So? I, I absolutely do. He always struck me as a guy who's both a nerd and everyone just is unlikable. No, if Mick Foley... If Mick Foley's taking... I'm sorry, but if Mick Foley's making fun of you, then you're a fucking nerd. I disagree. I think that if Mick Foley is making fun of you, it's because you... He knows you're not going to retaliate, but he also knows that everyone makes fun. Like Mick Foley's yeah, yeah, only yeah. making fun of you. He's only hardcore. Totally safe. Yeah, is hardcore bullying you if everyone else is sort of just like I don't care about this guy, so I'm not going to make fun of you because yeah. Mick Foley's like we have to include him somehow. And uh, we'll do that by and, mocking him. And he'll pay for egg sandwiches. I'm Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> so Melina Perez what I'm to say is, is in OVW in 2004, which if you ask one liberal bigot, is the greatest period in professional wrestling history why jim Cornette. oh yes of course Jim Cornette's nine hour breakdown of every single thing he did in ovw and why it's the most perfect thing that anyone's ever done because that is his dream because that is when he had all of the money it didn't matter if he made money and it was his hometown and that's hometown. the other thing it's his home fucking town he can say yeah. to his aunts and his cut i fucking do this you saved can. so much money developed talent just all the things he's he ever talent, wanted to and do. also he developed the he was there at the time when they were they had the like the last batch of hot stars yeah this is jim jim ross's fucking wonderful swan song yeah this is jim shong's and also jim shong jim shong jim ross's no and uh, and a uh, briscoe because we did talk about gerald briscoe and he did recruit brock lesnar this Shelf is gerald briscoe going out and getting nwa or uh, and ncaa talent ncaa talent this is jim ross's ability to see um, what they could do with those athletes and the other athletes, and this yeah. is Jim Cornette being used for what Jim Cornette's the best at, which is establishing the hard, rigid rules of wrestling that you can then either break or keep in place and move forward with. Yeah, 
Which is why NWA Power is really fun. Is that I guarantee that Billy Corgan's listening to Jim Cornette just enough yeah. that that show's really exciting. Yeah, you get Billy Corgan's I'm a Weird Fucking Loser and then Jim Cornette's Jim Cor- I'm a Weird Billy Fucking Corgan's Loser and they jive. Not ball. a Weird Fucking Loser. Billy Corgan, cool dude. Billy Corgan is literally doing with money what I would do with money. I bought the NWA. <laughs> it's so funny that... Like, I go to a lot of amusement parks. The other thing he if does If you listen to wrestling, it's like NWA, the most prestigious... One of the most prestigious in his, uh, and steeped in history organizations in the history of professional sports. And then to most, some people, it's like, you mean that thing that costs as much as an okay car? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know what to do with my money, John. I can either buy a Honda Yaris, a Honda Yaris, <laughs> a Yaris that's used or all of wrestling history up until this point. Yeah, all, except with without the television, of course. <laughs> Or I can buy a YouTube show. Yeah. Um, so Matt Capitelli uh, and Melina, sorry, M- Matt Capitelli introduces Melina in OVW, and her on-screen character is John Hannigan's ex-girlfriend. They quickly are paired back up, and he changes his name to Johnny Nitro, oh, yeah. and then of course it's discovered this guy doesn't really know how to wrestle, so they stick him with the old head, Joey Mercury, and they become Eminem. An underutilized tag team, if you ask me, they were uh, fucking great. In a time where they took the focus off of tag team wrestling a lot, and this is the other thing about OVW. I will say this: OVW was the old school NXT. If you didn't watch wrestling around this uh, point, here's what would happen: you would hear that this guy was really cool and good in OVW, and then they would bring him up and immediately have them job to a uh, bunch of. And then Umaga would beat them four times, and then they would be around. They'd then be the third match on a variety of vengeance pay per views. Well, it's like Eminem would be. Oh my God, they're the SmackDown tag team champions, and then Triple H uh, would just show up and pedigree them and that was like that happened for five years was like whatever the tag team champions were Triple H would be mad at John Cena in the main event but Triple H knew that Vince McMahon's rule was you're losing to John so Triple H would beat up every tag team so that when he lost to John Cena it didn't take that much away from him because he is a uh, weird obsessive nerd do you think that Vince McMahon and Triple H have uh, played Limp Biscuit with each other? I think that they have. I think that like one Christmas they sent the wives away, lubed up, and then just saw who could come faster. <laughs> Triple H is the ultimate tag along jock guy. Where no, where if you actually asked him a bunch of questions, he doesn't get along with the popular kids. But he just spent his whole life looking enough like of them course. That they don't ask those. This questions. is the guy that was wearing ironed khakis and has never drunk or done drugs in his life. Nope. And the four junkies in the WWF were like, we heard from an old guy. You're cool. Get in the car. You drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get us pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you do the ordering because we're kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah. If any cop. There's a Vince McMahon story I heard. Where if it's any like, cops stop us, there's snakes in our bags. That's what the <laughs> is, baby. Anyway, I'm under uh, arrest for a lot of, let's say, crimes against minors <laughs> that involve sex. You're cool with that, right? Sorry I said it. That was... Oh, I said the thing really. Let's just say, poo, let's just say, let's I, just say I'm a ra- sex criminal. Razor's edge in the ring involves me throwing a guy. Razor's edge in the bedroom involves me edging holding a knife. <laughs> 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 I am a criminal. Paul, Paul, Paul. It's me, Scott. <laughs> 
It's me, Scott. Scott, I'm not turning around to see your dick. Turn around, though. Turn it around. <laughs> Here's how different wrestling is in 2004, by the way. They were, Melina was asked to come up with something sexy for her entrance, so she did the splits thing, which was she's in a skirt, she does the splits to get in the ring, and you can just see that her uh, underpants are holding on for... Dear her, life. For her dear life not to show her exact vagina, <laughs> and then the cameraman looks just at her vagina, Yeah, and then that was shown to uh, whoever was in OVW, and it was immediately approved because guaranteed... They could have just seen that with their third eye, but they were like, no, I want to stare at this girl's baby maker. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me see your piss grabber. That's what they call it. It's weird. I want to see your cunt tunnel fuck <laughs> shit ass. Let me see your cock hole, cock hole. I named it after what it's good for. A homeless man once, and I believe this was at Los Angeles, was just yelling, shut your goddamn cunt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And it was you. I mean, he was yelling at me. So, of course, she makes her debut as a heel, as the... And I'm going to say this. Eminem was good. Great. They were a fucking great... They were a throwback 80s heel tag team and that were arrogant dick stars. They had a fucking gray entrance with the red carpet. Yeah. This searingly annoying Hollywood music. Because this was also the high dirge of... Like spangly t-shirt douche. Like This is yeah. Ed Hardy t-shirt, Von Dutch hat... Like four years away from the economy utterly collapsing. Yeah, this is four years away from the economy collapsing. So, like, this everyone who's cool has a Humvee for no fucking reason. And, uh, yeah, their entrance is for those of you who haven't seen it, um, they have fake photographers come out taking pictures of, uh, obviously, and it's very clear also that this is just to gain Johnny Nitro enough experience so that he can be peeled off and yeah. he'll leave Joey Mercury but Joey Mercury is absolutely necessary because he's he's the guy that you know takes the falls and you know it's it's like anything where the tag team can lose but Johnny Nitro doesn't yeah and also by the way Joey Mercury you can tell was definitely added onto this gimmick because him with long hair and that hairline like jo Johnny Nitro looks fucking awesome but that's Joey Mercury looks really upset. But that's the key to have one of these heel tag teams where it's like uh, the same thing goes for Steven Regal where he has uh, Steven Regal and Earl Bobby Eaton, which is just like, <laughs> I'm fucking uh, from Britain now. <laughs> you know, I, I love that kind of thing where it's like it doesn't work at all and you just fucking hate it. Like, just fucking cut your goddamn hair. It's classic heel stuff. So... Um, this is where this is shows a lot of what uh, SmackDown is like and WWE is like because this is 2005. The team interrupts uh, Carlito's Cabana and I immediately is put in a tag team championship storyline because there's no other tag teams. And the tag team, by the way, was Rey Mysterio and Eddie Eddie Guerrero. And yeah, they beat them. Immediately won the tag team title. Like no journey whatsoever. No like yeah. 80s style. You see these guys on TV beating a bunch of jobbers and then they win because you've established oh these guys must be good they killed Ricky and Bob on fucking Saturday morning you know you, the need, Rocker, you need a journey like the Rockers never won the tag team titles <laughs> yeah the Rockers never won Dom, the fucking what was it Deuce and Domino nine time tag team champions I hate all these rip-off talk shows of Piper's Pit. Tell can me. We, can we stop doing Carlitos Cabana? Ms. TV can fuck off. Fucking the highlight reel the was highlight really reel. bad. Christian's Corner. I like that because I liked Christian, but it was still not fun. 
Um, but you need a reason why. No, you don't. Just do the fucking back. Do a fucking backstage. Stop doing interviews in the ring. Do interviews on the fucking stage. Do interviews in the fucking backstage area. Keep them to a minute. And then fill the fucking time with wrestling and have the fucking commentators develop the storylines while something boring is happening in the ring. Yeah. Why the fuck? You didn't let me finish my thought. I was going to say you need a reason why the interview segment is happening. You can't just be like, this guy has an interview segment. Yeah, he's got an apple. Yeah. That's why Piper's pit was happening because it was basically Roddy Piper wanting to believe in the storyline was he was doing this because uh, he fucking kept yapping at the TV executives to give him more television time. time. Yeah. Whereas Carly, oh, I have this now because I don't know, man. Yeah, but I just, you know. You, there needs to be it's a easier, reason why a thing happens. That's how it's a story It's easier works. to take muscle of relaxants and talk than it is to, you know, get in the ring. That's good. <laughs> Andrew Dice Carlito, evidently. So here's a first. The first problematic storyline is uh, Rey Mysterio and Batista are going for the tag team titles. Melina fucks Batista in storyline to get him to not challenge for the titles, uh, not accompany Mysterio to the ring. So he fucks her and then says, "Thanks for the warm up." Oh, and it's then they so win good. The world title, and Melina uh, feels duped by this because, of course, she does, and uh, then takes out Mark Henry as her personal protection. And uh, she helps, or sorry, Mark Henry helps uh, Eminem win back the winning back the tag team titles. And during this time, of course, this is the thing that most people unfortunately remember about Melina is that uh, people say that she was dating Johnny Nitro and then she fucked Batista a bunch and then she went back to Johnny Nitro, kind of doing a Chris Candido and Sonny Shawn Michaels thing. Um, but apparently they but broke it, up, she how fucked it, Batista, it, and then they just got back together. Yeah, they got back together. That's what happens. And Dylan, also, sometimes you can go into open relationships, and then they just fuck. Yeah. Dylan, because, uh, Dylan got went Johnny on. Nitro probably tired of turning down all that cunt on the road. As Dylan got once said to me, sometimes you just got to get it wet with new water. Yeah, exactly. Ain't no pussy like new pussy. Put it on my gravestone. It is weird that you've already got that gravestone made. And I have a bunch of gravestones saying got, lit things. Yeah, <laughs> No pussy like new, new pussy. Yeah. I get high on my own supply. Hashtag suck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here lies your mom on top of my hard dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come Rit- taste like roast beef. Come taste like roast beef. That yeah. one's very bizarre because it has no information <laughs> on it. Uh, and my personal favorite, Dylan got sex. There you go. And then, uh, then of course, the final one is... Dylan uh, got dead. That's the funnier one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Dylan's dead now. Um, so... This is the creepy thing is because now we're talking about shooter basing things on shooter interviews. Here's my theory on shooter interviews. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You find someone at their lowest point when they'll tell their life story for two hundred dollars, and uh, and the and Paul they fi- and Brian Kendrick definitely did that. Oh yeah, you found the guy who got fired because he smiled and Spanky. Yes. So <laughs> Spanky, <laughs> quickly get me Spanky to talk into this camera. I've got child pornography. He couldn't look more like a meth phase. Like when I saw him on Two Hundred Five Live, he looked like a me- walking meth phase. Yeah, it's like I just got done doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got a clean apartment and an empty bank account. Who wants to fucking touch my sores? <laughs> so here's basically here's what this information comes from. Um, the theory that uh, she cheated with Batista was from a Paul London and Brian, Brian Kendrick, Kendrick shoot interview exactly. uh, where they claimed that John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Nitro, was spineless and loaned Melina out to other men. Yep. This was also backed up by I went on a car journey with a uh, 
professional comedian who really liked wrestling who said some real creepy facts, including like the only reason they got divas is so that the guys have someone to fuck on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no. He went on a road trip with uh, some a guy who created the van attack in Toronto. <laughs> 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 so John like hangs out with that van attack guy. I just want everyone to know that. Let's say we hang out. Like we text back oh, and okay, forth. Oh, okay, cool. As long as you have an email chain with the van attack man. Yeah, of course. Hey, man, just because just cause he's an incel doesn't mean he isn't fun <laughs> to discuss things with. 2010 doesn't feel like it's that long ago if you're uh, as, as you I'm 34 now so I was 25 back in 2010 it doesn't feel like that long ago because I was still an adult and I like honestly my appearance hasn't really changed that much but um, it was uh, a long time ago because this is back when it was just fine to be like the guy who owned that woman let other men use her because she had no choice like the 2010 that is a lot of the wrestling this is this is this, this is could have been forty eight years ago. As let far me as break down the difference between two thousand ten two thousand nineteen. In yeah. two thousand and ten, if you're two dudes who sleep with one woman in a threesome scenario, that's gay. Gay, like gay. like literally, there is no argument. Like there was another man's penis near you, not in trousers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Liberace now. Yeah. If you see a man in underwear, you're married to him legally. Yeah, which isn't illegal, which is illegal in 2010. Yeah. Unless you're playing hockey, in which case you can full have sex in the shower and then it's a prank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me, me and John prank each other all the time in the shower anyway, yeah. but we played hockey first, so it's fine. Mm. And we say this stupid joke. We say, I love you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke. <laughs> a, a, it was a point made by a friend of mine in high school when a bunch of jocks were calling us calling him gay because he had mm -hmm. long hair and he just went you're all on a hockey team you've seen each other's dicks i've seen no one's dick but mine <laughs> <laughs> we're all equally as homophobic <laughs> yeah oh like 2004 by the way was the first time i recall people discussing like you now can't say gay Meaning yeah. stupid. That was yep. the first time yep. where it was like, you got to back that up. Right? And you're like, I remember that, yeah, because I remember there was a guy named Nick who was calling things gay. And then this girl, Liz, was like, don't call things gay to mean stupid. That's offensive. And he's like, I don't mean like gay and weird stupid. I mean gay, gay bad. <laughs> oh, and that's what so, he said. So and then I laughed so hard. I'm like, wait a minute. So you're not saying it's stupid. You're saying it is bad. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't understand why that was Stoville. Stoville. No, this Stoville. wasn't Toronto. This, Tura was, this oh, is a man. This is a man. This is an Italian kid from uh, Dufferin St. Clair, baby. Humber College? No, this was just a job I had. This was, <laughs> this was a job with the Red Cross. <laughs> I was fundraising for the Red Cross. And he was like, yo, if like a guy order gives you a beer, it's like fine to drink it, right? And she was like, no. And he was like, well, I did it. <laughs> the, he had the Leaf game on, man. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Don't be so gay. <laughs> God. But he was a lot more fun to hang out with than that hippie woman, to be fair. <laughs> that's the problem with homophobes, is they have a lot of fun, but then they say a bunch of backward shit. Well, that's the thing. I wish we could all be as free as a homophobe. Yeah, but that's also because you love scumbags more than any... You love scumbags, I do love like, scumbags. like I like oxygen. Yeah. Like you, and we were talking about this. In they the are car. my living, they are you my are, live, they are my life, they are my death. You're you're a dear friend of mine, a great guy. I'm you a have dear to, friend. You have to -E -R. I'm a deer. <laughs> yeah, you have to watch the fuck out when Dylan says the following phrase. I just met this guy, he's real cool. Like get ready to meet a guy just huffing paint, being like <laughs> <laughs> They got gold back in stock, baby. Yeah! yeah, it's more fun to hang out with. Like, do you wanna share recipes? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I wanna hear about how you fought a guy and it's so clear you were wrong. 
He just thought because he worked at the bank, all the money was his, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got some money. Maybe it's negative balance, you would say. But if I knock you out, <laughs> that's my money now. <laughs> Never forget, Dylan hangs out a lot with a guy who recently described Asian drivers as lacking morals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deleting that part. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Why? <laughs> because he can't say that. Why? You didn't it's rude. You, why? I didn't say who it was. <laughs> Do you want to say that? It's, it's a, this is what happens when we record live. I can't. I can't monitor my own speech too much. <laughs> this is just becoming a hate crime. Anyway, uh, here's. Uh, so let's talk about. I don't Alina. agree with what he said, but he did no, say. <laughs> no, I don't. Judgment Day. May 21st, 2001, Eminem lose their titles to Paul London and Brian. You're 2001 Kendrick. before she fucking debuted, you fucking idiot? 2006. Oh, jeez. She started wrestling. And who did they lose those titles to? Paul London and Brian Kendrick, who clearly didn't feel that the win was good enough and got back at Mylena by uh, doing a bunch of horrible shit. By yeah. the way, Batista said on the relationship... Um, this is a great Batista quote, by the way. Batista, you can totally see why he's an actor now. It's because he's the only wrestler with morals. Keep, around, keep in mind, around the time of this quote, I want everyone to keep in mind that uh, Howard Stern did an interview with John Cena where John Cena said, I fuck fat chicks because uh, I like pranks or something. Like, he basically was like, I fuck them, but when I nut, it's ironic. It was like the classic, like, I'm, yeah. Oh, in the same if, they're, if you think they're ugly, I think they're ugly too. This was the year when Howard Stern... And I like as a joke. This is the year that Howard Stern discovered that wrestlers given an open microphone will lead to Say absolute anything. madness. Where... Kurt Angle just talks about like like uh, oh yeah oh yeah I'm married to a white woman I prefer I prefer black pussy <laughs> and he'll say it and he says it in and the like way he, that you would on NBC like he says it with the same delivery delivery you would as if you were at a press conference on NBC at 3 p.m. yeah but he's saying disgusting words yeah uh, I, I believe my total comment on that would be uh, I like flappy pussy ladies and gentlemen let me just clarify my remarks i want the vagina to look like a badly folded newspaper <laughs> you know when you've it's been stepped on a bit outside it's raining that is what i my preferred mm. vagina i like a nice odor to the pussy uh ladies and gentlemen of the press not feet odor a wisp of cheese <laughs> an unripened brie perhaps all right from you, from the Montreal Gazette. This is what uh, Batista had to say on him and Melina's relationship. My wife thought I was sleeping with Melina right off the bat while we were still married. It wasn't true, but it made me feel guilty about being friends with her. Since then, as I've said, Melina and I have gotten closer and our relationship has become physical. That's caused a bit of controversy, but I don't give a shit. She's my friend, and I love her very much. Good. How, only in wrestling... And that's how you open the door to fucking someone after you stop fucking them. Only of just the wrong thing to th take from that. Of course, as a mature man who fucks. Yeah, he's not threatened by anything. He'll fuck. He'll fuck Johnny Nitro. He's if the nice door hair. is closed and you yes. want it to open back up, just say that we're friends, and that will creak open her downstairs drawer. <laughs> yeah, let's take that from uh, the guy who's a virgin. <laughs> Me. Yeah. Yeah, mm. Dylan got the only man who almost lost his virginity after saying the phrase, I'm going to kiss you where you pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, we're going to take a break. Are we already at a break? Yeah, we're already at a break. God damn it. And Episode's gonna... flying by, baby. And then we're going to talk about, this is going to sound weird, but 
a lot of these blogs that Melina and other people write about Melina are as long as angry text messages I get from my wife when I don't know what I did wrong. So I'm going to skim through them like I do those text messages and try and give you the gist. What's the weirdest thing your wife's been angry at you for? I don't pay attention to that shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just like what, what, what would frustrate you about a human being? She's been angry. Like, I don't know. She says stuff. I don't listen. Yeah, and I say, well, that stuff was boring, honey. <laughs> I don't listen to boring shit. <laughs> I don't know. What, what are you supposed to say? Dylan got, Dylan got, Dylan pussy loving got with VD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, mentally, I'm a man from the 1930s, but with any of the applicable skills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's broken? I guess that's broken forever. Anyway. You're a politician from the 1930s. Get me some milk. <laughs> yeah. They don't get the vote, and with your money, I can sit in this chair. <laughs> yeah, corrupt politician Dylan. So we'll be back after the break with more about Molina. Mm, Dylan Gott uses the N-word. We need money for lawyers. Donate to Patreon. Minimum donation, $5. Maximum donation, suck job. What a break. Ooh. Well, that was two and a half uh, hours. Yeah. It's actually two years later. I'm 36 now. <laughs> I'm still 34. We're recording this in the year 2021. Bad news. What's the future like, John? Trump lost, but uh, fucking swerve. Okay. Melania won. <laughs> <laughs> Melania Trump won, and now the country is compl- uh, officially called the United States of prison camps. Yeah. It's one big prison camp. Yeah, Alex Jones is the vice. Uh, he's the vice president, but yes. he's renamed to the vice principal, and he just makes everyone listen to morning announcements every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and the new national anthem is just a bunch of racist words. Yeah, no, not sung. No, Said no. Slowly, new national anthem every day. New racial slurs, and uh, all they they drown one kid with the highest IQ a day because they don't they don't want anyone smarter than Melania. Yeah, and the uh, and by the way, the chorus of the national anthem is just in case you didn't hear me, and then they say the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is all right. This is around the time 2006 is. Melina is known as a really, really talented wrestler, a really, really talented promo. She's very clearly the best part about Eminem. The other problem with being a wrestler in 2006 as a woman is uh, you're not a person. Yeah, don't. And you are not valued whatsoever. You're literally okay until you they decide they people don't find you attractive anymore. And uh, this is around. It's a lot of uh, he said, she said stuff. This is all rumor, but people say Melina had a really bad attitude. I have not talked to any wrestlers about this. John has not talked to any wrestlers about this. This is all I'm going to say this, though. Don't believe it. I guarantee all it was was she said something like, Hey, um, could you guys stop using the women wa- women's washroom for shits you don't flush? And then Randy Orton was like, you don't pay your fucking dues. I always remember this, though. I remember there was uh, during Ronda Rousey being a... Uh, you really big star in the UFC. There was UFC 168, which was they did a reality show where it was Ronda Rousey against her uh, nemesis Misha Tate, and everyone in the crowd was um, would thought Ronda Rousey was the bad guy in the situation, and that was because UFC obviously is male predominant. Yeah, um, and that woman's winning bad. Yeah, and then there's this lady who was a friend of mine who liked it, and she basically explained to me like, oh, well, that's why. Yes, Misha Tate for sure is going to be cheered by men because she's doing a bunch of underhanded, women-only-understand-it bitch stuff that would make every woman really mad 
but men just completely gloss over and don't get it because it's like kind of like on a different social level. And that's why every woman was behind Ronda Rousey still. And then that's why every pay-per-view after that, Ronda Rousey was cheered kind of by all by women because it was kind of like finally a woman is dealing with this underhanded bitchy tactics just by being like, well, I'm going to fucking punch you in the fucking face. It's so weird that so that could be what happening. could be just kind of like Melina being a bitch on a level we don't get because we're just socially inept men. That's a very good point. I also just revisit the Ronda Rousey. I'll never understand people not talking about how Ronda Rousey was so dominant in the UFC and such a big part of them moving forward as a sport because everyone still talks about like not much of a legacy. And it's like she literally went on a two-year murder spree and then was finally def- – like. She yeah she did a magic trick and everyone figured out how to stop the magic trick yeah like it's I don't understand why people were like what never been good and I was like you couldn't fucking arm wrestle that woman yeah but but it's also not like it's people want a pro wrestling storyline that's why pro wrestling is great that's why fake sports is great because in reality here's how sports works one day you're shit and then. You're yeah. shit now, and everyone still wants you to be good, but you're shit. Like I said, real sports I said this while I was watching AEW, <sighs> but if pro golf was fake, John Daly would have just won his 25th Masters in a row because all anyone wants from golf is a fat guy who smokes cigarettes. Absolutely. And all golf is giving you is some weird rich boy yeah. doing steroids. John Daly, wearing a variety of American flag clothing that doesn't match, refuses exactly. to drink water because he gets enough water from the ice in his Diet Coke. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes, riding a lawnmower, and lives yeah. in a fucking Winnebago because yeah. he's got priors. Exactly. People want to be Gotta be able to, be to drive back to Bama so I can see the fucking court. <laughs> well, it's my weekend with the kids. I got to bow out of the U.S. Open. Um, how many times has... Who has the record for most amount of swears to the live camera during the Masters? John Daly, and it's he's, one. He's number two. Tiger Woods is number one. What is his? Frig. No, he said motherfucker really loud. Like, the camera's right here, and he, like, something fucking went, motherfucker. <laughs> and the reason why I know that, John Daly always, when they're like, you're a bit controversial, he's like, Tiger swore more on the Masters than me. And then he just pulls off a cigarette. Yeah, he one drags a whole cigarette <laughs> start to finish. Also, you know that he has, a, he has a country, he has a variety of country albums. You're aware about that, about John Daly. I did not know. Did not know that. If you, if he's you, Chris Gaines. You sometimes he'll sometimes walk on to the golf course to his own song that he's written called That's I terrifying. Hit, I hit it hard. I hit it hard. I hit it hard. Hard. <laughs> All right. He hits it hard. Hard. Actual course of the song. God, I love John Daly. <laughs> so Molina, this is some of the things that are rumors about Molina. Lita kicks her out of the locker room and forces her to change in the hallway. Lita, Melina later on carries on this tradition with some of the younger divas once she becomes a veteran herself. I believe that because uh, they, these poor women are in a fucking wolf pack and are being treated by pe- like pieces of shit. I guess. So she was like just doing that. Also, I'm going to say this. Lita seems like a bit of a fucking asshole. Does she? Yeah. I mean, she wore that Time's Up thing. That was an asshole thing to you. No, that was an asshole thing to you. you just Times up thing in the Royal Rumble. You didn't like that? Oh, this Me Too bullshit. What? I can't talk to him no, anymore. Stop That's reading done. from your text messages you send to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> this is Me Too bullshit. Fuck off, Lita. The, the that's reason, what you said. No, that's Here's what, what I said. said. Oh, good. No, you didn't say that that's at good. all. What a nice change. Dylan, I remember when Harvey Weinstein went down, you wrote to me and you said, and there goes another great man. <laughs> Lita also did that storyline where Dean Malenko wanted to watch her take a shit. <laughs> Let's not forget that. 
Melina was involved in a backstage altercation with Charmel, uh, and this was a direct result of Booker T and Batista getting in a fight. I can understand that. Get your fucking hands off my friend. I don't see why that's a bad thing if people are just fucking doing bullshit. Here's a weird one. This is one of the weirder things. I remember me and uh, Jeff McHenry, very funny comedian, talking about how creepy this was. A very funny comedian and man who lacks con- uh, lacks the confidence to be the van guy in Toronto, but give it five years. Oh, yeah, buddy. Once he gets that G2, he's going to fucking <laughs> go on a spree. This is for you, Karen. <laughs> so, Hello, Jeff. <laughs> People, uh, this is what's saying, people publicly defended uh, Melina's reputation. Uh, Mick Foley saying Melina is just shy. It gets mistaken for rudeness. Gail Kim also defended her. And uh, Lillian Garcia and Melina have a podcast where Lillian uh, says, oh, I thought you were rude. And Melina. And then uh, by the end of the podcast, uh, they seem to get along very well. Mick Foley writing the blogs about Melina, defending her reputation was so like, yeah, we get it, Mick. You got a crush on this beautiful young woman. Yeah. It's weird now. Like I Mick liked it. Foley, some, when that particular thing just had such a weird, like, I'm married, but I, I can dream. He also, like, is a very nice man, and you can see he hasn't cheated because guys who cheat on their wives wouldn't write that kind of stuff. No, he'd be like, that. They that's would just too much like, evidence. Exactly. <laughs> he clearly has never cheated. Keep it quiet. Yeah, exactly. You don't let him know. Yeah. I got a burner phone just for side pussy. Good boy phone and a naughty boy phone. <laughs> Good boy phone and a naughty boy phone. This is another weird one where uh, apparently, and this is the other thing is like it could all very easily, as I'm saying, as I think I said they, well, there's the before mic- on the Kurgan episode, it could very easily be all in character, but she writes a long blog about how um, Mickey James is shit. Yeah, they she her and Mickey James have a real issue. Yes, um, although much later Melina has taken to praising Mickey James on Twitter after Melina's arrival on Raw, uh, Mick Foley began to mention her in promos and on his WWE. Uh, yeah, saying com. they were friends and yeah. very clearly he Melina was involved in Mick Foley's I Quit match against Ric Flair when Flair threatened to hit her with a barbed wire baseball bat, causing Foley to quit the match to save I her. I thought that was a good. That was a great way to do that. Because it was basically like both of these men are mostly concussions. Good God, what are we gonna do? But also the other thing is Melina has not become a wrestler yet. That's the next year yeah. and as a wrestler she's very good but the thing is she has so much heat backstage or perceived heat that they don't want to the other important thing about this is this is post diva search era by which i mean melina yes she was a model but she learned to be a professional wrestler all of these other girls are basically models first wrestlers second and melina would not pose for playboy which the WWE had to deal with Playboy at this time. I guarantee, by the way, that that caused her so much backstage heat. Like, I guarantee Vince McMahon wept. I gotta see him. Because you're taking... Melina gets a million dollars, but how much money does WWE make off of this? So much Because money. you have an entire fan base of dorks who are just buying this shit. Like, oh. how much money do both the magazine and WWE because the make? Because Sable money... Like, Sable and China. Made them so much fucking cash. Tori Wilson made them a bunch of cash. Like these are, this is not a small thing. Like you're, as far as <laughs> as far as I'm sure Vince McMahon, it's one of those things where it's never overt. 
it's never overt. Like there was, uh, they have to mention one of our friends. Uh, they had a job to be a waitress at a restaurant, and it was like kind of like at the start of the interview, they go, "Would you be comfortable wearing this skirt and like this yeah. tied up shirt?" And then she was like, "I'd rather not, if that's okay." And then she basically does an impression of the interview where the rest of the questions they ask it's of just her picking up a resume and just like shredding it in front of her. Like they're clearly not going to hire you after that shit. Yeah. That's the fucking uniform. But they have to continue on the interview to not seem like they're fucking perverts, but they are perverts. It's the whole fucking business. It's sort of like when Dylan opened up a bait shop and he would interview people and yeah, the yeah. first question would be like, yo, you want to put my worm on your hook? And That's they'd good. be like, no. And he'd be like, get out. If I give you a job at this shop where we sell worms, will you suck my cock? <laughs> God. That's a fucking. That's my first fucking question. The second question <laughs> is first question again. <laughs> For those of you, who I have to be under D- the. Dylan looked over his glasses yes. in a way where I realized that question was just for me. Melina, of course, adds the primal scream, uh, which was she would just scream when the match was getting out of hand for Eminem uh, on the outside, and some people didn't like it. I did like it. I, I thought re- she was one of the better managers during this time. She was one of the last managers that wasn't just That's like... That's very true. Like, it was a... Fu- the fact she was included in the package also of a tag team is clearly Jim Cornette's influence. The idea that yeah. you, the manager makes it. You don't want these fucking idiots talking. Get but someone who can talk. Someone Body Donna's and Sonny. Yeah. He, Jim Cornette has been searching for Sonny ever since Sonny. Yeah. And like Sonny is very much the blueprint. Like they always say the blueprint of the diva, quote unquote, but she's not. She was just the be- she was one of the best managers ever because she delivered something that no other manager could like there's no way you're selling a i mean i would buy it actually a poly dangerously calendar i would buy it I- just the cell phone in front of his dome <laughs> but you can still see his balls the cell phone you're covering the shaft but i want to see gary and larry First of all, we all I want to see those balding afros. We all, we all know his testicles are named Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> so, Molina has a series of matches against Mickey James. They have the first um, Falls Count Anywhere match in uh, WWE. Oh, by the way, she history. at one point turns on Mick Foley after he joins the Kiss at My Ass Club to save a job, and that becomes her heel, which is when the Primal Scream stuff starts. Great. Yeah, great stuff. And uh, WWE, I should say, uh, women's uh, Falls Count Anywhere match. So the weird thing is they're doing this bipolar thing where they're, I mean, this is the entire Divas Championship era of them saying that they are taking women seriously. And then the match is like, who can suck this golf ball out of Vince McMahon's ass? (laughs) Whoever wins the title is the person who uh, can suck dick the best. (laughs) Anyway, women are making their own choices. And they're coming up is the divas match. It's uh, a woman naked. No wrestling. (laughs) Stare at her, boys. (laughs) Look at those. They won't let us fuck it yet. That'll be next month. Yeah. Look at that yummy plum. (laughs) <laughs> um, she let's take uh, after that horrible plum thing let's talk about her feud with Ashley Massaro no don't talk about it because then it goes into Ashley Massaro of course commits suicide, suicide and, and Elena shows that she's a good person by she campaigned to raise money for uh, Ashley Massaro's daughter's college fund and also for suicide awareness Melina has extensively battled against depression she has stated that during yeah. her WWE run she wants to do that thing where he just keeps on reading the Ron Burgundy thing let's see if he goes to the next paragraph <laughs> yeah. I know what happens I read ahead oh okay good 
Uh, she uh, states that during her WWE run, <laughs> she did the Ron Burgundy thing. Really got me. You can just put anything you want <laughs> on that sheet. <laughs> I have to stop. Uh, my name is John Hastings, and then I think it's fine when you <laughs> you just take what you want. It's okay. <laughs> People are like candy no, jars. Sometimes no, it takes a no, while to get no, the candy they're jar not like open. Candy. Then the candy that's jar the part is of yours. This, that's the part of this that I have a problem with. <laughs> oh, they're not sweet. <laughs> yes. No. It's like a fruit stand when they're ripe. It's time for picking. So here's a fun thing. It's something that I've read on Dylan's tramp stamp. He has that tattooed above his ass. I do. Below the words Dylanicious. Delicious, not <laughs> Dylanicious. So here's something uh, Here's something sad. Uh, she tried to kill herself many times during her WWE run because she was filled with such self-loathing. She was being bullied, and also she's a two-time survivor of sexual abuse, one time in WWE, which she doesn't go into much detail on Thank. for yeah, for clear reasons. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for the inner strength of this very nice person who's Yeah. Career was marred by horrific bullying, then she got out of it, and meth man and can't fucking smile when he shouldn't smile. Goes, ah, you know, uh, her boyfriend pimped her out. Ha <laughs> ha. She slept with another man than the man that she said she was dating. Whore, whore, whore. Yeah. And also, why? I'm Paul London. My ankles are so thin you can see daylight through them, and I don't know what a vagina looks like. And also, like, let's, if you're surviving that stuff and then your social support system is the WWE in 2007. Yeah, your social support system is Mick Foley, who's Good sort Lord. of nice, but is also like. Mick Foley's actually a great man he uh he works for rain yeah mick foley is your only support system and what i was going to say was and then the federation makes sure to get him out of there quickly because by 2007 he's in tna yeah it's true oh my where's my right after the molina stuff he's out where's my support system oh he's wrestling raven for the 11th time he's about to get into a feud with aj styles (laughs) she is a multiple time women's champion is Melina? She sticks around. Um, listen, I, here's what uh, she also has a, a feud with uh, Candice Michelle over blogs, um, and Melina posts a blog onto WWE.com. That's an extensive takedown of Candice Michelle. Candice Michelle doesn't respond. She responds on a radio show and takes it very, very personally. Um, Gail Kim and Melina would also trade kayfabe blows on social media like Twitter. This is early Twitter, though. Um, but she also was told, said to have um, been a reason that Brooke Hogan was released in 2007. And Brooke, Brooke Hogan Hogan's then statement says, is amazing. Brooke Hogan says that, uh, yeah, she's a bitch, but she wasn't the reason that uh, they turned against me. Also, there's... Sorry. Uh, she was a bitch, but she wasn't the reason I was released. Also, I'm going to... Can you read ahead? Because I want to find... There was a statement that Brooke Hogan made about racism that I want to boot up. Um, also, the other things that uh, Melena did that was really good is when uh, Tiffany was eliminated from the Diva Such, she took her aside and warned her about WWE personnel. Melina, good God, get out of there. Melina, in 2008, uh, along with then-friend Beth Phoenix, competed at WrestleMania in a tight team match defeating Maria and Ashley. The, she then had a the, she then unintentionally attacked Phoenix with a boot during a lumberjill match with Mickey James. Phoenix walked out of Melina during a tag team match, a classic setup of a breaking up of a tag team. I've always enjoyed that angle, always will. Um, Melina was then attacked by Beth Phoenix during a backstage segment. Following the match, Melina turned... 
Um, faced for the first time in her WWE career, May, May 19th, Avra Malena competed against Beth Phoenix in a match. Uh, uh, or no, commented during uh, Beth Phoenix match against Maria, which Phoenix won. Melina uh, would afterwards attack Phoenix with her boot, uh, and then they kept attacking each other until an I Quit match at One Night Stand. Uh, Melina lost and said that she was very appreciative of what she was able to accomplish in WWE wrestling. But to be honest, once she's out of Eminem. She's kind of not featured. The thing that got her featured again was McFoley blogging about her. And yeah. like, they were kind of done with her. Here's the other thing about Melina. The other weird thing is that there's only really space at the top for. They weren't featuring women at this time. No, and it's also looking. Sorry, mind. there's only space really at the top for Trish Stratus. Like, she's the only woman who's allowed to be a respected performer that's not. And then the other thing is the WWE at this time used Trish Stratus as a badge of like, look how look how forward thinking oh, yeah, and feminist that we are. Look at this one lady who's allowed to be a wrestler, and then the rest of them have to be like, shove some fucking peanut butter in your. Cooch. All of the angles that involve, by the way, uh, Trish Stratus involve two wrestlers being in love with her, and she has to pick one, and then she's the Divas Champion. Yes, that is absolutely everything. Bret Hart uh, at one point said that Molina was the best wrestler in uh, in wrestling. That was in 2009. Okay. Probably. That's a bit too far. She was a very good wrestler, but I guarantee that's what Bret Hart thinks is flirting. <laughs> I want to. Uh, Your hammerlock's very good. Could you do that to my people? Everything has to be sexual with you, doesn't it, John? Brooke Hogan us, said that it's us. racist when if uh, that's, uh, this was an official quote. This oh, is good. Go- Dylan's going to read. Hogan. Go ahead. This try is and Brooke read. Hogan's quote. Uh, try and read, defending Dylan. Hulk Hogan's quotes. <sighs> this is four yes. years later. You know, um, you know, it would be offensive, but this is something they have to put a stop to every day because I'll be honest with you. I've had a black guy call me a honky. I've also been told that white people smell like baloney. <laughs> and I take it I don't take offense to it. I just laughed. So if you say a white person smells like baloney, that's the same thing as saying my daughter shouldn't date black people, they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're white, you're like baloney. I'm gonna weep. Yeah. Uh, hey, you're a white guy. Uh, some of you guys are pedophiles. I used to own you. <laughs> same thing. It's the same thing according to the Hogan family. There's a, what was it? Uh, Hodo Harris, he has a very funny joke about how um, if you're going to say terrorist and just think brown person, uh, you should, Muslim terrorist, you should just say white pedophile. It's like, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> it's like there's no other pedophiles other than white because we like to take the candy. <laughs> Dylan does. I... I do not like candy anymore. I, I'm actually Spanish, so I don't count. Not true. Got? Yeah, Got's a very Spanish name. Gay? Hola. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hello. Anyway. Me uh, amo, John. Melina is kind of the sixth person in a lot of matches. She tears her ACL during a six-woman tag match, and that pretty much spells the end of Melina. She's... Not as featured as heavily in the Let's Show Your Jugs matches because there's new girls that'll do the Let's Show Your Jugs matches. And this reminds me a lot of this is going to sound, this is a very specific reference, but when a comedian who's not famous doesn't want to do something on a comedy show, sometimes a comedian will be like, I don't host anymore. I'm past that. And then they gradually become not a comedian anymore. It's real good. You know, you, you can't. Yeah. Ex- you can't exclude any work for yourself when there's not much work to go around. That is not a 
that is not a defense. That is not like an indictment of Molina at all. Um, that's just what it is. Like that's just there's no there was no the spots for women on the show were as follows. Someone gets to wrestle Tristratus, and ten of them get to be in a Thanksgiving gravy contest where they where the fat one has to drink all the gravy because she's 125 pounds and the 115 pound ones get covered in gravy and then throw the fat one into a sarlacc pit where they are murdered ritualistically because how dare you be over 115 pounds. I don't know what the fuck happened to these poor people. Maria Canales trashed me in an interview labeling her the whore of the WWE. There you go, baby. Meetings about which superstars the women could date wasn't a good worker and was in constant competition with Mickey James. Um... And would make demands about which moves women did in matches. John Cena is the consummate professional of the WWE because he would do similar things like that. Where Melina is just trying to protect her fucking spot. And he's like, hey, you're new. Could you not do my finishing move is what that sounds like. And Maria Canales is like, well, everyone shits on this woman. I'll do it too and I will yeah. make friends. Val Venus called her a whore. And if you know anything about Val Venus, uh, Val Venus also thinks that Rhodes should have a fee. Yeah, Val Venus is somewhere right now growing weed but refusing to smoke it, which leads me to believe that he's not a good man. <laughs> Never forget, he made the Edge live with him in the Bahamas for tax purposes when they were in their early 20s. Yeah, baby. Melina has off and on been wrestling since 2007 on the independent, sorry, 2011 on the independent scene. She had a short spell on Lucha Underground and uh, now is going to be on NWA Power. It's really great. She had a return to the WWE in July 22nd of this year, 2019. Uh, she appeared on the Raw reunion show. She had too much heat around her for the Women's Royal Rumble, which is sad because she is honestly a forgot forgotten great talent. It's weird. And I didn't understand why she had too much heat around her for the Women's Royal Rumble. I thought that would have been a great addition. Mm, no, because she's, I don't know, all the other girls thought she was a bitch. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, I don't like her. Oh, why? Because Vince McMahon was like, she wouldn't be in the nudie magazine, so my pool wasn't as heated for one This day. is what happens when you politic and you don't have a world title and you don't really draw a house, though. I don't think... Because this is all hearsay. This is all hearsay, by the way. I know it's all hearsay, but let's debate the hearsay for one second. Let's put down our cum hats and put on our smart glasses. Ooh. It's still sticky, though, because they're kept next to our cum hats. There you hats. go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think Molina was politicking. I think Molina was a scapegoat for everyone else's politicking, and she was just nice or unaware of what was happening in the business or happy to be there. Because a lot of the things that really... The basis of all of this is she fucked the world champion while she may or may not have had a boyfriend, which for some reason in the WWE is that beautiful double standard of men get to put it wherever they want, but if a lady takes it, she is a yes. dirty yeah. garage covered in rats. Yeah. All of that is from that incident. So I actually think she's just a victim of we think we can treat her this way, so we'll treat her this way, and that's about it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I think she was... I mean, it seems like a pretty... It seems like she was bullied, but also, like, during, what, 2004, 1979. So that's about 25. She's 25. So she becomes, she goes from, like, it sounds silly to say, but she goes from a girl to a woman during this time. And I think that clearly she starts out as a manager and she wants to be more and more focused as a part of the show. So she's asking for opportunities that just are not there. Honestly, this is like, uh, this is a... This is a this is a whole thing. I I can't even speak to it because I don't know 
at all what happened other than people throwing shit back and forth. Yeah. I think maybe that she was trying to work angles with people and they took it seriously. I could see that happening because she oh, was like... Oh, that's a good point, actually. But it's, again, one of those things... Because that seems other- like the Candace Michelle thing was Candace Michelle apparently was like a really, really nice person. Or the and then Dina. Melina did like a work shoot thing and Candace Michelle comes from an acting background where you're not... You just are nice. You show up someone casts you where they don't and you leave and then now she's in this background where Melina's doing stuff that at around that time especially like all the men are doing because this is the this is when Ring of Honor is good this is 2007 2008 you got Samoa Joe and uh, no Samoa Joe's in TNA at this point but this is Ring this of Honor's Aust- second phase Austin like Ari- of Austin Aries Austin Aries Tyler Black, Black who's now Seth Rollins Nigel McGuinness all these people like it's still very good and they're doing a lot of work shoot stuff and Molina wants to join in the party but you know women's wrestling just isn't there yet She's a very big, as much as we said last week, Kurgan was 10 years too soon. I think that Molina was also 10 years, 10 years early. Yeah. And I think also her addition to. Or not 10 years too soon. Sorry. I mean, 10 years, uh, 10 years ahead of his time. I think also her coming into NWA Power. I don't know. You know what I'm saying. He should have been around in the 80s. Her being coming into NWA Power is going to be fucking great. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a po- more positive environment. It's going to be a more um, exciting product, and we're really going to see this star shine. And I'm excited to watch. Yeah, because NWA Powers is a, is built around people who can talk, and Molina could always really really cut a promo. She was one of the better promos on that roster. It's just that the opportunities weren't there because, unfortunately, she had sex with Batista while she may have been seeing John Morrison and. They were going to push John Morrison. That's the other thing is John Morrison around this time. Oh, excellent point. Dylan Atherton, Vahina God. There you go, baby. They were going to push John Morrison. John Morrison had like a nine pack and they put him over CM Punk a bunch of times in matches that CM Punk himself said were shit. Noise. All right, Dylan, worst thing about Molina. Worst thing about Molina is probably all the politicking backstage that got her in a lot of trouble. I don't know what happened, but it was bad, undoubtedly. I mean, she did have a good run with the company. She was in the system for uh, seven years, so that's a long run. But I can say the worst thing about her is uh, two thin men calling her a whore for no reason. I mean, there was a lot more thin men that called her a whore. You got Brian, Paul London. But I'm saying that that's the, that's the, that's the original seed of all other whore calling. Yes. Two guys on pills calling her a skank, and then uh, Val Venus doing it, and then a bunch of other divas doing it. Yeah. Cool. What's the best thing about Molina? That entrance, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Show me those beefs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Promo. Amazing fucking promo. Yep. I will say her entrance is great. Yeah, you would. You want to? Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what it was. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah? Take that. Who ordered a grilled cheese? Because that's what it looks like when I get in the ring. <laughs> Her entrance was really good because it was exactly uh, playing in exactly to that era. But then once she tried to move beyond her entrance, that was probably the worst part. She was never able to move beyond. Uh, check it out. I put out. Who wants to kiss me where I pee? Yeah. Nobody. I don't pee. I'm on steroids to cope with all the dark feelings. Yolo. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go change in the handicap bathroom so I stay away from Randy Orton and what he calls 
His wandering eye. It's his, <laughs> it's his penis. My job's a nightmare. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, oh, did I do the best thing about her? I said entrance. Nice. And then the worst thing was... You said the worst thing about her. Her politicking backstage because you don't think a woman's good at politics. That's true. That, that's why you were against Hillary. They can't understand it technically. Yeah. It makes them... You always They just say get it. angry and then they get their period. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to think too hard. I got my period again. Oh, Dylan's doing an impression of him. That's good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, go buy my dates that should be on sale. Buy my buy a bunch of dates off John. He's a farmer and he makes dates. I'm making, <laughs> I got Fig Newtons. I got dates. Uh, whatever you want. Cool. Any sort of dried fruit that makes you uh, plop. <laughs> <laughs> go to my website, dylangott.net backslash shows. If you're in Canada or all, I don't know, I'll try and come to yeah, England if you're in the, the States. you're in the suburb of Ottawa, Canada. Canada, Canada. Uh, and then what else? I don't know, man. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Wrestler Review, Twitter and Instagram, the Wrestler Review Podcast on Facebook. Donate to us, patreon.com backslash wrestler review, and we'll have more updates as we learn about stuff that Suck we're me. Bye bye. I love you all.